The dynamic ministry of Pastor Mark has blessed hundreds of lives across the globe. In this message, you'll be informed by the Word of God, reformed by the love of God, and transformed by the power of God as Pastor Mark takes us through a journey of the revealed Word of God. Ladies and gentlemen, the Word. Thank God it's Wednesday and God bless you so much for tuning into this week's edition of the Wednesday. Hallelujah. Shall we take a word of prayer? Heavenly Father, we give you praise, honor, and glory for a moment like this that you have made possible. We ask that by your spirit we will be informed by your word, reformed by your love, conformed to your will, and transformed by your power. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, and the saints of God would say a believing Amen. Hallelujah. Ladies and gentlemen, before we begin our voyage into the Word of God, I want to demand your undivided attention. Get your notepad, get your notebook, whatever would aid you on this journey, you should assemble them right now because we are about to be lifted, shifted, and promoted. Hallelujah amen so we began a series under the caption beyond prophecy and on this journey we began to explore the probabilities and the possibilities of moving from the place of prophetic proclamation what is prophetic proclamation it is that time or that instant where the prophetic word comes to you either as an individual or as a corporate being as a group as a family as a community or as a nation it is that point of receiving the prophetic word either from god from the word of god from an angelic encounter from a prophet whatever source as i enumerated in the previous podcast then we began to look at prophetic manifestation what is prophetic manifestation prophetic manifestation is the outdooring of the prophetic word it is that time where literally the prophetic word becomes flesh and dwells amongst men hallelujah so between the place of prophetic proclamation and prophetic performance is a gap and this gap is what i call beyond prophecy and the goal of this series is to equip you with the arsenal to help you on your journey from the place of prophetic proclamation to the place of prophetic performance that time where the prophetic word is fulfilled and climaxed in glory to god hallelujah hallelujah and so we began to look at seven areas of your life that you need to upgrade in order to position yourself for the manifestation of your prophetic word why do you need to upgrade yourself in these seven areas the reason is because every prophetic word that comes to you or yours is intended to reveal an updated and a better version of yourself there is no prophetic word that comes from god under normal circumstances with the intention to downgrade you 
normally the prophetic word of God to you comes to add up. It comes to bring you into a certain version of yourself that the Bible says eyes have not seen nor ears heard. So the prophetic word that came to Abraham was supposed to take him into the journey of becoming Abraham. The prophetic word that came to Sarai was intended to cause her to journey into becoming Sarah. Hallelujah. And so one of the areas of your life that I said you need to upgrade was in the place of understanding. Somebody say understanding. But for the purposes of today's podcast, I want to use the phrase prophetic understanding. What is prophetic understanding? Prophetic understanding is the understanding derived depending on the specifications of the prophetic word you have received. What is prophetic understanding? It is knowing the scope of the prophetic word you have received and the navigatory tools that God has made available through his wisdom in order to help you in your journey or on your journey from the place of receiving the word to the place of its manifestation. What is prophetic understanding? Now, the Bible says an angel of the Lord came to Mary at an appointed time. And in his utterances, he said to Mary that blessed art thou amongst women. He didn't end there. He said, by reason of this blessing, your womb has been elected, appointed, and selected to carry the Messiah for a season. And so Mary began to query the angel. She said, how can these things be? I need prophetic understanding in order to get to the place of prophetic fulfillment. So the angel of the Lord said to Mary that the power of the highest shall come upon you and overshadow you. It was then that Mary understood the scope of the prophetic word she had received because if this understanding was not made available, she would have likely gone to bed with Joseph and diluted the purity and the concentration of the prophetic delivery. Ladies and gentlemen, if you lack prophetic understanding, you will dilute your prophecy. You will reduce the potency and efficacy of your prophetic delivery and the jesus that was to be born was supposed to be a pure breed of god undiluted by any human assistance or any human introduction and so that prophetic understanding was paramount to mary's successful delivery what is prophetic understanding prophetic understanding is when jesus told the disciples that my father has promised that he will send you the gift of the holy spirit joel chapter 2 but then you need to be in jerusalem and then you wait in jerusalem and so by that the disciples knew where to be and what to do as they awaited the words prophetic performance if they hadn't been told where to be or what to do peter would have likely gone back to fishing and the others would have returned to their various destination hoping that the prophetic word will happen but it was supposed to happen at a place called jerusalem at the upper room or in the upper room so prophetic understanding is very very important in you know navigating our way from prophetic proclamation to prophetic word 
manifestation. The second area I stated that you need to increase in is in the place of prophetic prayer. Hallelujah. But before I proceed to prophetic prayer, there is something about prophetic understanding that I also want to add. Now, the Bible says, talking about Jesus Christ, that there was a certain understanding of God that Jesus had that was the most accurate understanding of God that any mortal could possess. In Matthew chapter 4, the Bible says that Jesus went into 40 days fasting and prayer. And during that season, at the climax of that season, the Bible says the, the devil, Satan, even Lucifer appeared to him and began to reveal a version of God that was doctored, twisted, and corrupted. So what did Satan say? He said that it is written that if you throw yourself, he shall give his angels charge over you, lest you dash your feet against the stone. What did he say? If you are the son of God, turn these stones to bread. Now Jesus knew by prophetic understanding that the version of God that Satan was introducing to him was not the accurate version of God. So he began by the knowledge of the scriptures to stand by the understanding of God that he had irrespective of the satanic confrontation. Hallelujah. And so it is important that on, how do you call it, as far as you are on a prophetic journey, you possess what I call the ability to stand by your understanding. To stand by your understanding means to remain unmovable, unshakable, irrespective of what people are saying, irrespective of what people are doing, irrespective of the advances of the enemy towards you. You lay hold and you lay hold on the understanding of God, the accurate understanding of God that the Spirit of God has made available to your spirit. You stand by it and until you see the manifestation of your prophetic word. Hallelujah. Then as I began to talk about what? Prophetic prayer. Ladies and gentlemen, there are different kinds of prayer. There is what I call prophetic prayer. Now, prophetic prayer stems out of prophetic understanding. You cannot pray prophetic prayers if you lack prophetic understanding. Now, talking about Daniel, the Bible said that Daniel said before he began to fast and pray, he said, I understood by the books. In other words, Daniel began to dig into the archives of the prophetic word concerning the deliverance of his generation. It was based on that understanding that he began to pray. There are many people praying but they are not praying prophetic prayers. Why? Because they lack prophetic understanding. Hallelujah. And there cannot be prophetic fulfillment without prophetic prayer. Now, in the place of prophetic prayer, there are two kinds of things you need to know. Number one is the art of praying right and number two is knowing your rights in prayer. They are two different things. Number one is what? Praying right. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8, it says, How be it what? We do not know how we ought to pray, but the Spirit of God helpeth us in our infirmities. Now, the infirmity here is not the ability or the inability to pray, but the inability to pray right. So, the Spirit of God comes in as an aid to assist us to pray prophetic prayers. What are prophetic prayers? They are prophetic prayers that have a bearing on on God's current agenda and even how how it is connected to his future dealings 
hallelujah so there is the art of praying right number two is what knowing your right in prayer now when you begin to pray prophetic prayers you will get to the point where you would know your right in prayer that was what gave daniel the audacity to go into prayer why because he knew that it was time for the delivery of the children of israel and so we need to increase number one in understanding and number two in what i call what prophetic prayer somebody say prophetic prayer talking about jesus in the place of prophetic prayer the bible says at the garden of gethsemane he began to pray and he began to pray in a measure that we had never seen him pray before the bible says his sweat became as blood why he was praying prophetic prayers he had prophetic understanding of his assignment and his purpose and he began to pray in that direction he began to pray in that direction so that is what we call what prophetic prayer and there are many instances in scripture that men and women prayed prophetic prayers that stemmed out of prophetic understanding now the third thing you need to increase in for the sake of time is what i call prophetic godliness there is godliness and there is what i call prophetic godliness because your godliness in itself is prophetic why am i saying so your godliness was prophesied about even before you became a clot of blood in your mother's womb what am i trying to say prophetic godliness has to do with becoming the prophesied version of yourself in christ according to the scriptures what is prophetic godliness it also means putting on virtues that were meant to reflect in your life even before you became a sinner for example before you fornicated before you lied before you stole god said you are a chosen generation a royal priesthood a peculiar people a holy nation that you may show forth the glory of god that is the prophesied you so irrespective of whatever you are doing now there is a prophesied you and there is a prophesied godliness about you what does the bible say in ezekiel 36 he says i will take away your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh so there is a version of you that has a heart of stone and a version of you that has the heart of flesh so your stubbornness today does not trigger trigger god your stubbornness today does not shake god because there is another version of you that will not have a heart of stone but the heart of flesh and walk in accordance to the promises and the dictates of god there is a version of you that is made in the righteousness of god there is a version of you that is supposed to walk in holiness the bible says without which no man shall see god hallelujah so there is what i call what prophetic godliness now having refreshed our minds in these dimensions as i touched on what i spoke about last time but in a different tangent we want to proceed to look at the fourth area of your life you need to increase in in order to position yourself for prophetic performance the fourth one is what i call prophetic revelation somebody say prophetic revelation now what is revelation revelation is simply an insight into the hidden things of god an insight into the hidden things of god so what the revelation revelation is inside what is insight god literally brings you in and causes you to have sight 
of the things that he has hidden so insight is god bringing you in and causing you to see what others are not seeing now by this definition there are different kinds of revelation the first one is what i call corporate revelation now this is the revelation of god that is common general and popular it is that common general and popular understanding or concept of god that men women nations communities even churches possess so jesus asked the disciples who do men say i am now that is what we call corporate revelation some say you are elijah some say you are john the baptist others say you are what one of the prophets some say you are jeremiah that is what the corporate understanding or the corporate revelation everybody knows it it is common it's in the markets it is popular opinion then we have what i call personal revelation now this is born out of a personal walk with god there are certain revelations of god that are not common to everybody that are not known to the masses there was a revelation of god that the man called enoch had that you and i don't have because the day you and i possess the revelation of god that enoch had we will not see death like he did the day you and i possess the revelation of god like elijah had we will not see death like he did so it stands to reason that the reason why many believers are dying is because there is that revelation of god that enoch and elijah had that you and i do not have then there is the hidden revelation of god the third one is what the hidden revelation of god what is it it is that revelation of god that is represented in first corinthians chapter 2 verse 9 the bible says eyes have not seen nor ears heard neither has it entered into the heart of man so it is that dimension of revelation that has not yet been revealed in the book of revelation there were things that were shown to john the apostle and the angel of the lord told him seal the scrolls until an appointed time in other words this revelation is hidden it should be made known to the public space hallelujah hallelujah then there is number four and that is what i call what corrupted revelation what is corrupted revelation it is a knowing that is distorted doctored and twisted distorted doctored and twisted it is that revelation of god that revelation of prayer that revelation of church that revelation of a man of god that is ill-informed that falls short of god's standard of knowledge it is that kind of revelation that is meant to lead people into error and apostasy hallelujah then there is what i call progressive revelation what is progressive revelation it is a knowing that is in stages and phases there are certain knowings that are what in stages and phases for example your understanding of mathematics did not become full-fledged in one day you started by learning one two three four then you moved on to fractions you moved on to division multiplication addition and subtraction from there you moved on to board mass bracket of division multiplication what addition and subtraction then you moved on to factorization quadrat quadratic trinomials and all of these things why don't your knowledge of these things were what in stages and what in phases am i talking to somebody here so these are the dimensions of revelation this is not where i'm going but just to give you some light in this regard hallelujah now the question is why is revelation especially the revelation of god necessary in fulfilling prophecy 
now ladies and gentlemen listen carefully to this embedded in every prophetic word is a revelation of god every prophetic word is the word of god and in every word of god god is revealed now for example if the word of the lord comes to a sick person promising the person healing restoration and deliverance that is jehovah rapha revealing himself who is jehovah rapha the healer now if a prophetic word comes to an embattled person promising the person peace rest and conquest what it means is that jehovah el giboa the god of war the one that is the god of battles the one that goes to war is what revealing himself through that word now when the word of the lord comes to a poor man who is suffering inadequacy and lack and begins to promise the person plenty and prosperity that is el shaddai manifesting himself who is el shaddai the multi-breast that one the all-sufficient god so the revelation of god is how do you call it it stems out of every prophetic word anytime you receive a prophetic word there is a revelation of god that stems out of that prophetic word so what it means is that the god that has not been revealed to you cannot present certain possibilities in your life there are certain possibilities about god you cannot have until you know the god behind those possibilities hallelujah so the god you don't know cannot prove himself to be god in your life ladies and gentlemen how far you see god is how far he goes in your life how much of god you know is how much he will do in your life ladies and gentlemen your revelation of god is the limitation of god in your life the god you don't know does not exist the god you don't know does not exist the dimension of god you don't know does not exist hallelujah now let's read genesis chapter 15 from verse 13. the bible says then he said to abram know certainly that your descendants will be strangers in a land that is not what dears and will serve them and they will afflict them 400 years verse 14 and also the nation whom they serve i will judge afterward they shall come out with what great possessions hallelujah so this was god telling abraham that your descendants will become slaves in a certain land after a while after 400 years i would deliver them but they wouldn't come out empty they would come with what great possessions now in exodus chapter 3 this prophecy began to take form it began to put on flesh why because the children of israel by prophetic understanding began to pray prophetic prayers unto god demanding their prophesied deliverance and so god was looking for a man to cooperate with in order to bring this prophecy to pass he was looking for an agent of prophecy in order to bring this to pass so he found a man called moses now the bible said listen carefully exodus chapter 3 verse 6 moreover he said this was how god revealed himself to moses he said i am the god of your father the god of abraham the god of isaac and the god of jacob and moses hid his face for he was afraid to look upon god now listen to this carefully there were three revelations of god that moses needed for the prophetic deliverance of the children of israel as was revealed to abraham 
Number one was the God of Abraham. Number two, the God of Isaac. Number three, the God of Jacob. Now, the God of Abraham is the God of the heavens and the skies. Hallelujah. Why? Because much of God's operations and dealing with dealings with abraham was around the skies for example he asked abraham to count the stars that was an operation of the skies when abraham was with lot he told lot choose any part of the land you want and lot chose and departed he chose the best part which later became sodom and gomorrah then god said to abraham lift up your eyes as far as you can see i will give it to you once again god was dealing with abraham by the skies now the bible says god told abraham take your son isaac whom thou lovest and take him to a mountain that i will show you and offer him as a sacrifice unto me the bible says after they had journeyed to the mountain and they got to the apex of the mountain then the word of the lord said that abraham lifted up his eyes once again and saw a ram that was caught in in its horns in the thickets of the bush now this ram was jesus christ in revelation why because the ram took the place of isaac now that is not where i'm going but that is just by the way hallelujah and so this and many instances prove that the god of abraham is the god of the heavens the god of the skies the god of the atmosphere now the second revelation of god that moses needed to have was the god of isaac who is the god of isaac he is the god of the waters why because isaac and everything around isaac happened around water everything about isaac was around water number one isaac was a digger of wells number two the wife of isaac was fetched from the well side she she was discovered at a well number three much of isaac's confrontations had to do with wells the bible says the philistines constantly stooped his wells with soil until he came to the place of rehoboth hallelujah so the god of isaac is the god of the waters number three is the god of jacob who is the god of jacob the god of jacob is the god of the mountains the hills the fields and the livestock jacob was a man of the field his blessing do you remember came through an animal he gave his father what is an animal a product of the field he worked for several years on the field to get his wife so he also got his wife through the field in laban's house his livestock multiplied and that was how his breakthrough and everything so everything about jacob happened around the fields hallelujah even the angel he wrestled with was upon a mountain so isaac was a man of the mountains the hills the valleys and the fields so who is the god of abraham isaac and jacob ladies and gentlemen the god of abraham isaac and jacob refers to the owner creator sustainer and the source of all creation why because the earth is primarily made up of three things the atmosphere which is the heavens the land and then the seas the god of abraham isaac and jacob so moses needed this corporate and total revelation of god before he confronts pharaoh having the revelation of only the god of abraham would have rendered him incapacitated to face pharaoh and so god had to reveal himself as the god of abraham isaac and jacob so if you would discover every miracle of moses happened either by the land by the waters or by the heavens why because he confronted pharaoh with the revelation of the god of abraham isaac and jacob ladies and gentlemen revelation of god 
is pivotal to prophetic fulfillment. Can I give you another one? The Bible says, now watch this carefully, Mary knew God as a holy and a righteous God and that was why she kept herself as a virgin until she gave birth to Jesus Christ. But in order to carry Jesus and give delivery to Jesus, the knowledge of God as a righteous and a holy God was not sufficient. And so the angel of the Lord had to reveal a dimension of God that Mary did not know. That was the God of Elizabeth. Who is the God of Elizabeth? The God of the Elizabeth is a God that works one day. He is the one that can cause a barren woman to become pregnant and give birth in her old age. Who is the God of Elizabeth? He is the one that keeps his promise. And so Mary had to come into the knowing of this God that is able to make things happen by wonders because Mary was to give birth to a child without physical intercourse. And so Mary needed this revelation of God in order to open up her destiny to this possibility. Hallelujah. Many don't have an accurate understanding of God. And that is why sometimes certain possibilities are not making themselves, you know, present in their lives. Many know God as Father, but they don't know Him as a King. As Father, He takes care of you, and as a King, He demands your reverence and your submission. As a judge, He exercises judgment, and as God, He demands your worship. So you must not just know God as Father. You need to know Him as King. You need to know Him as what? As a judge, and you must know God. You must know Him as God. As a judge, He will judge you. As a judge, He demands justice. Hallelujah. And as God, He demands your worship. He demands your allegiance. Praise the Lord. So knowing God as Father alone is a disadvantage. You will be disadvantaged because there are many dealings of God that He won't deal with you as a Father. He may be your Father but He won't deal with you on that platform. He will deal with you as King. He will deal with you as God and there are times He will deal with you as a judge. Ladies and gentlemen, so the kind of revelation of God you have is the limitation of God in your life. The God you don't know does not exist. I see you increasing in revelation. I see you mounting up on the wings of revelation. I see new portals of revelation opened up unto you in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. The last and final thing we'll be talking about today for the sake of time is what I call prophetic attitude. Somebody say prophetic attitude. So we spoke about number one, prophetic understanding. Number two is prophetic prayer. Number three is what? Prophetic godliness. Number four is what? prophetic revelation number five is what i call what prophetic understanding sorry number five is what i call prophetic attitude amen now what is attitude what is attitude now attitude refers to how you respond to your environment it's as simple as that attitude is what how you respond to your environment what is your environment in your environment there are people there are happenings there are situations there are laws there are systems so how you react to all of these determines your attitude hallelujah now prophetic attitude is how you respond to prophecy what is prophetic attitude how you respond to prophecy now in first corinthians chapter 13 verse 11 the bible says when i was a child i spoke as a child i understood as a child i thought as a child but when i became a man i put away childish things 
so by this scripture there are three things that you and i need to understand that in measuring your maturity and in measuring your attitude there are things three things we are looking at number one how you speak number two how you understand and number three how you think he said what when i was a child number one i spoke as a child number two i understood understanding number three i thought so you're thinking so the first area that determines your attitude is what the quality of your speech number two is what the quality of your understanding and number three is what the quality of your thoughts hallelujah so by looking at how you talk looking at what you know the and you know the speech comes first because your understanding and your thoughts are communicated through your speech your speech is the valve or the outlet of your understanding and your thoughts so by just listening to you speak i can know the level of your understanding on your thoughts and i can determine whether you are still a, a babe a child or you are a matured man or woman hallelujah it is beyond age it is beyond age now prophetic attitude is what takes you to the promised land because the promised land is first a prophesied place before it becomes an inhabited place prophetic attitude is what takes you and keeps you in the promised land biblically many prophecies were aborted because those that received the prophecy didn't have the requisite prophetic attitude for example do you know that judas missed the resurrection do you know that at the upper room judas missed the day of pentecost the prophecy of Joel chapter 2, Judas missed it. Are you also aware that Judas missed an opportunity to be captured in the Acts of the Apostles? In the 28 chapters of that book, Judas was nowhere to be found. Why? He lacked prophetic attitude. He lacked prophetic attitude. Hallelujah. What is prophetic attitude? Now, the Bible says that Moses was one of the most violent men in his days. He killed an Egyptian and ran into hiding. Now, after encountering God and in order for prophecy to be fulfilled, this same man, the Bible says, a time came Moses was the meekest man, not just in Egypt, but on the face of the earth. Why? He needed to put on that attitude in order for prophecy to be fulfilled. So what is prophetic attitude? Prophetic attitude is knowing your future and behaving your future. What is prophetic attitude? Behaving like your prophesied future. There are certain attitudes you put on that would distant you or distant you from the prophetic you. There are certain attitudes you put on that would, you know, cause you to become another thing and not what your prophecy demands you to be. We must learn how to have what? Prophetic attitude. What again is prophetic attitude? Now, by prophecy, the Bible says that 11 stars were supposed to bow to Joseph. It was attitude that sustained that prophecy. Even when Joseph got to the house of Potiphar and when Potiphar's wife began to make advances at him, hallelujah, he maintained the right attitude even in prison. So what is prophetic attitude? Prophetic attitude is maintaining the right posture irrespective of your circumstances and the privileges before you. 
prophetic attitude is what maintaining a constant posture irrespective of circumstances and opportunities in the house of potiphar there was opportunity in the place of the prison there were circumstances so and joseph was the same in prison he was the same in the house of potiphar and that was how come he was able to attain prophetic fulfillment you must put on the right attitude if you would ever arrive at the place of prophetic fulfillment what is prophetic attitude it is it now listen to this carefully listen to this carefully it took a miracle to get all the animals into the ark but it took attitude to stay alive in the ark ladies and gentlemen for the first time in a long time all the animals in the ark remained calm for 40 days and for 40 nights all the animals that could fly refused to fly the ones that would hunt on a regular day didn't hunt as long as they were in the ark because they had to maintain a posture that will sustain their longevity am i talking to somebody here so what is prophetic attitude prophetic attitude is refusing to do what you can do even when it is in your power to do it you didn't hear what i said prophetic attitude is what refusing to do what you can do even when it is in your power to do it because of the prophecy you carry so the lion on a regular day will not smile at a goat but they all remain in the ark every animal in the ark that was is known as a predator and a hunter had to maintain composure for the next 40 days and 40 nights hallelujah you can sin but you refuse to sin you can hurt somebody it is in your power to sin it is in your power to harm it is in your power to hurt but because of your prophecy even when it is in your power to do you don't that is prophetic attitude hallelujah now listen to this carefully one word that is constantly used interchangeably and substitutionally with the word attitude is character hallelujah so instead of saying prophetic attitude you can equally say what prophetic character now in arithmetics the numbers one two three four five to the last number you know are all called characters they are called what characters in arithmetics and in computing they are called what characters do you know why everywhere you go in the world one is one two is two three is three the handwriting may be different but the understanding is the same one in ghana is not 20 in nigeria three in ghana is not 46 in us one is one everywhere so what is prophetic attitude prophetic attitude how do you call it refers to being the same version of yourself irrespective of your location and your allocation at church at home at work wherever you find yourself it is the same you you don't have a different personality at church then when you get home there is another version of you at your place of work there is another version of you you are more or less like a chameleon like kind of a person no what is prophetic attitude maintaining your composure maintaining and sustaining the same personality irrespective of your location and your allocation one in dubai will not say oh uh, you know one in ghana that went to dubai will not say oh i'm now in a more prosperous land so i cannot be one i cannot be one in ghana and be one in dubai no way in dubai i must be 11. when i get to usa i am 111. no one in ghana even when it gets to dubai it is still one when the poorest man in ghana says one 
the richest man in Dubai will still say one. In the mouth of the poor and the rich, it is still the same one. That is attitude and that is character. Hallelujah. May we receive the requisite grace to sustain the prophetic character and attitude that will bring us to the place of prophetic fulfillment wherever you are. Begin to pray. Begin to pray right now. Begin to pray. Begin to pray. Begin to pray. Lift your voice and pray. Lift your voice and pray. Thanks for listening. We hope you were blessed by this message. For this and more, follow Pastor Mark on Instagram and Facebook. And remember to share this message with friends and loved ones. Stay connected. We celebrate you.